0: The following resource is presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. Welcome to A Counselor's Point of View. Hi, my name is Steve Finney and I will be your host. Our new series is called the Hebrew Covenant Marriage. This is a power-packed message that unfolds the original Hebrew design of God's view of marriage. And we are going to be making use of the original Hebrew language... And we are going to take a step-by-step snapshot of courtship, engagement, and marriage. This series offers practical and proven suggestions to those broken marriages, as well as expand on those healthy marriages. We hope that you enjoy this series. Most marriages are duped today to understanding their actual purpose of marriage to actually communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ and the Trinity and the design of God. The marriage of the Lamb, we have God the Father, God the Son, and we have the Holy Spirit there, kind of. Christ has to have a bride. Someone please tell me what happens or what happened to Ralph after he accepted Jesus Christ into his life. Holy Spirit came and sat on The stool next to him. And the Holy Spirit has its arms around us like this. What what happened? What's that? Inside of us? Christ in us? Well, Jesus isn't in there. But it writes like that. It reads like that. So you hear and read verses about Christ in you, the hope of glory. Indwelling life of Christ in you. The Holy Spirit in you. What's the deal here? Holy Spirit is a representative of Jesus Christ, as a woman is representative of a husband, the man. When the Holy Spirit got put inside my mortal body, I am put in a very significant place in Christ Jesus. little above angels, as it says. Oh I get it now. Christ in me put me in a very significant, powerful position in Christ Jesus, but yet under full submission. I understand why creation had to take place. I understand why, why Christ had to come in the redemption and, the, and Christ said, just calm down, Peter. I'll send the gift. Because He knew He didn't have him in Him yet. Christ kept talking about him. Just, it's alright, Peter. I, gotta, I have to go and prepare the, the, the chambers, but I'll send a gift. But well, where is this? Peter, calm down. I have to go temporarily. I'll be back to get you. But meanwhile, the Holy Spirit's going to come inside you and clean you up and make you presentable. Salvation. Yeah, it's Christ in us. Because I don't think you can separate those two in the Trinity. I think if you drink of the Holy Spirit, you're drinking of Christ. I think if you drink of Christ, you're drinking of the Holy Spirit. And when the Father has fellowship with us, James chapter 4, verse 4 and 5, he jealously craves the spirit of the the living God that dwells within us. He's not interested in having us raise our hands before him so that we can enjoy worship. He wants to have fellowship with the spirit of the living God inside your mortal body. Go read it yourself. James chapter 4. Read the first eight verses. He wants fellowship with His Holy Spirit in us. But He happens to love us and wants to invite us to join His Son and the Holy Spirit in their perfect fellowship. I'm like, I'm there. And I feel it going on inside me. And I raise my hands because of it. I sing because of it. I get humbled because of it. I don't know if you've ever prayed sometimes when you can't even get up off your knees, you're so weak. Because God's sucking every ounce of human strength out of you so you have nothing to hold yourself up with but the Spirit of the living God. That's all possible for every Christian. But we're kind of control freaks. We don't want to let go. It's like a woman not wanting to let go and leave the lights on making love with her husband. I don't want to let go. I can intimidate it. I'm fear. Pride of Christ is the same way. I don't want to let go. I don't know if you ever read that book, Redeeming Love. Well, I can't even forget it, the illustration. So I'm not going to ruin the end of the book for you. There's a book out there by Francine Rivers called Redeeming Love. Awesome book on that concept. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, so the marriage of the Lamb is let us rejoice and be glad. And give the glory to Him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and His bride has made herself ready. That's us. We are the symbol. Our marriages are the symbol of that. And that's just that's just pure juice there. In summary, God the Father established marriage to prepare the way for His Son to be united with His bride, the church. Satan works to destroy the institution of marriage in order to attack the institution of God the Father, God the Son, and of course, God the Holy Spirit. Satan cares not for you or the premise of earthly marriages. The enemy is out to do what he does best. Challenge the oneness of Trinity of the first family. It's not about you. It's not about me. He doesn't really care about us. You know, I'm like a watered up piece of paper thrown into a trash can to him. He didn't care. But you know what? He he cares an awful lot about the Trinity. It messes with his mind. See, because the Trinity I don't care whether you agree with what is shared or not. I am open, I'm telling you, and the reason why that I believe that I'm as far as I am and loving and embracing the gospel and the scriptures is because I have been corrected more times than I want to mention. This stuff started out half-cocked, I can guarantee you. And there's probably still some stuff in it that God's tuning up because I love correction finally. So if you want to go Find something in the scriptures to add and tune this in a little bit. Please do it so that we can present it clearer, more more precisely, and more, really, of a capital T. Now, here's my warning before you take your little break. I don't want to really apologize because I'm kind of not apologizing. But I do need to say this, and the chairman of my board uh, pretty much encourages me almost every conference to say it. He says, Finney, you are very loud and you're very dogmatic and you're very immovable and you got to tell the people that you're just passionate and you're not trying to offend them. So I do say that to you because uh, you may want to get in your truck and leave after this uh, first session. My heart's really right. I just want the truth for you and for me. And so I get really, really cranked up and passionate about this truth. So I don't mean to offend anyone with the strength of way it's said. In saying that, I would like to pray. Father, I want to thank you and praise you for the power of your gospel. And Jesus, I thank you for being our husband and our lover and I thank you for your touch and God every time that I feel your touch I feel more sin draining out of my body and I pray God that anyone who's struggling either with the words or the way it was said or whatever I pray you would have them forget me but Father remember the truth and set them free please God bring them back God, I know you're healing some people here today. And I just pray that you would touch them and chase away that sin, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, we look forward to hearing you speak in Jesus' name. You've been listening to A Counselor's Point of View. Our topic has been the Hebrew Covenant Marriage. You have now concluded the first part of a three-part series of this conference. If you are interested in hearing the entire series, please log on to our website. Click on our resource page. We want to thank you very much for joining us in this series.